Hey, brother, let's go. Let's post those podcasts. Beautiful martial art of chess and dough, which means the way of oneself has seven tenets that you need to live by. Courtesy, self-control, indomitable spirit, perseverance, integrity, honesty, and humor. We're going to go through each one of those and what those mean over the next few weeks on this show. And we're going to start with the first one, courtesy, right now. Now, for those of you who may be new, you know, thank you for watching. My name is Nick Tabor. I am a personal trainer and a sensei. And at the time of recording this, right around then, it is 30 years that I've been in the martial arts. And I wanted to focus a series of episodes on the art that I love and what it means to me, how I became a part of this business. And I couldn't think of anything more uh, fitting than really talking about the seven tenets. The seven tenets, as we mentioned at the very beginning, you know, they're, these are wisdom and these are things that you want to live by. Each tenet itself, it means all seven together would make the perfect person. You know, is there truthfully a perfect person? No. Perfection does not exist. But these are seven things that you want to live for and seven things that you want to do to be the best you possibly can be, right? The best ever. And if you're the best person that you ever were, you live to your highest possible potential, as I try to do every day, and it is really into it. You know, it is really what you need to do is get to be the best that you possibly can every day. You know, after all, you want to be the best human possible, right? Let's go ahead and get to it. So... Courtesy, number one. So there's a definition, courtesy, meaning being nice, civil, courty, you know, similar words like courteous, and making sure that, you know, whatever you do, you're an all-around good person to others. That you, if it means that you're doing for, like, us people, us people doing the gentlemanly way, or whatever, if you're doing the civil way of doing things, fine, sure. Um, but really, courtesy means you know that you extend the um, you extend the benefit of the doubt, really in reality. So um, when I look at it, I think of many many different stories. You know, when we think about courtesy itself, but courtesy to me really meaning as a guy, being the most gentlemanly person that I possibly can be, being the best person that I possibly can be. Uh, when I was a kid, this meant, you know, respecting my elders. Uh, as an adult, it means, you know, mostly respecting peers, you know, respecting the people that I come across. You're going to see a lot of overlap, and I'll call this out in uh, future episodes. But courtesy itself really is the first one, because what can you do is really this is the most basic thing possible. Just be goddamn nice to people. You know, I had a, uh, <laughs> I had a former employee who used to do this thing, and I tried to get her to engage more with customers. And I'm like, just be friendly more. She goes, I'm nice, damn it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was beautiful. It was funny. Well, so when we talk about courtesy, you know, like. 
Hey, I'll share a few stories, right? So, there was, uh, let's see, where are we now? Um, I'm 36 years old. I started 30 years ago. And, um, you know, there was <laughs> trying to impress people, you know, trying to uh, hopefully do a thing like all young boys, you know, well, most young boys do. And, um, you know, I don't want to disrespect anyone, but um, I tried to impress this little girl and um, I was, yeah, we were both eight years old. And our recess area um, that we were playing in had this big hill area and this little wall. And, um, you know, you, people would hang out on the wall. They'd sit around and talk. And there wasn't really much to do. But there was this little, you know, tiny girl. Jeez, um, her name was Tracy. And uh, Tracy would always try to, like, run up the hill on this wall like there was this like you know we were probably i don't know four feet tall the wall was maybe two feet high so you go up on this wall and there's this big hill they call it an embankment um and she would run up and kind of hide in these trees and just read a book but she'd come down and you know she couldn't quite do it because she was you know maybe i don't know a little over three feet tall and, you know, the wall being two-thirds her size, she would kind of feel awful. And, you know, I would do this thing where I'd, you know, reach out my hand to her. And, you know, I should grab it in my hand and, you know, help her step down. And that was always really super nice. Now, being an eight-year-old girl, though, she always thought that boys were gross. Unfortunately, I, you know, I felt, uh, I didn't feel the same way about girls, though. Um, but it didn't work out, you know, and it was just little gentlemanly things of trying to help people, you know, the Boy Scout way or anything like that. And I, you know, maybe the Boy Scout samurai way or whatever you want to talk about it. And, you know, it was just all my stories are going to kind of have something to do with trying to impress people. Um, and, you know, there was, I remember there was flash forward a few years. I was nine living in a new town, uh, nine, yeah, nine years old. And we had this big giant red slide at this beach park. And, and I had an obsession with Arthur Fonzarelli. And, um, if you don't know who Arthur Fonzarelli is, please watch Happy Days. It's great TV. Please just do it. Um... And I, I saw this, and I we didn't. Arthur Fonzarelli always wore a leather jacket, you know, and we couldn't afford a leather jacket, but we had a really cool jean jacket that I could wear. And I'm like, "Hey, you go, hey, here you are, let's go." And anytime a pretty girl walked by, I always let them by. You know, and I always tried to be able to let them by. And then there was this one girl, and I remember had this sweatshirt, very distinct. I'm like. Hey, here you go. It was my wife. <laughs> it was my wife, you know. Now, I'm going to uh, tell a story that I don't think I've ever told on the internet. Um, there was, oh boy, uh, family, I, um, <laughs> I don't want to embarrass anyone, so I'm going to leave some details out. Um, nothing happened. 
Um, and uh, this got all the attention. Um, my wife was totally fine. So I didn't do anything, but hear me out on this, okay? So we're in New York, and this was one of the last times we're in New York City, and the whole city is just in jubilation, you know? And it's just an amazing time. The freaking Pope's in town, dude. Like, the Pope is just hanging out, and he's doing something in uh, Central Park, and blessing all the people, but, like, the stereotypical New York City of everybody being mean, Hey, I'm New York, I'm with you, right? Everybody's just a joy. And we meet this women's group, and we go see this show, and this show was just awesome, like, uh, called Zigfield's Midnight Frolic, and there's these dancers and singers, and one of them happens to be a celebrity crush of mine, and I knew who she was, and I'm like, like, and I'm like, that is Robin Adele Anderson, and I'm like, from Postmodern Jukebox. We happen to meet the producer, and you know she's like, you know, postmodern jukebox. You know, there's uh, you know, if, uh, you know, one of the members is Robin. I'm like I know Robin, I know Robin very well, and all this. She's like, you know what? I'm gonna introduce you backstage. I'm like, hey, okay, like uh, we'll do it, and um, we get backstage, and um, and I am having the courtesy mindset. What do I say when I meet this woman who is unbelievably gorgeous and, you know, did an amazing show, played, danced, sang, and did a whole bunch of stuff and did awesome, but I happen to, um, you know, love her music. Absolutely, absolutely love workout with her music at the gym, a whole bunch of stuff. It's just, just killer, right? So she comes up to me, hi, and, you know, starts to extend her hand, and I start to reach out to hug, and she, you know, I'm slow with it, and then she shrugs and embraces the hug, and I'm like, thank you, but at this point, I'm also holding, I'm like, thank you so much for meeting me, but I'm like, not trying to make it awkward, for her, and I'm like, hey, I'm like, I'm a re- my name's Nick, I'm a really big fan, I work out with your music at the gym, you did an awesome, killer show, um, I mean, I'm just babbling at this point, and I'm just, <laughs> just kind of like, I'm like, hey, um, you know, the, the boys at the gym are not going to, but I, I don't know why I turned to 1940s. I guess just because it was a 1920 style show, I kind of felt the vibe. And, you know, like, hey, the boys at the gym are never going to believe I met you. Uh, can I have a selfie with you? And she's like, yeah. You know, like, always ask for a picture. Always, always do that because these people take their time. And granted, she loves, you know, like, they, she said, I love meeting my fans. Like, I love it. That's, like, the best part about the job. But as this point, I'm like, I'm not going to go, hey, great, selfie. Like, or not do duck face, but, you know, kind of get the point across. But I want to be able to just give the benefit of the doubt. 
She's like, yeah, cool, great, no problem. She's like, hey, it's kind of dark in here. You might want to turn the light on. And I, you know, motioned my wife. I'm like, hey, would you mind taking the photo when we set the flash? And, you know, she said it. She's like, hey. She's like, and she <laughs> said something to me. And um, she says, you know, if you work out to my music at the gym, it's working because you look really cute. And my brain oozed out of my ears at that point. I'm like, and I, and I mustered my, my jaw off the floor. And I'm like, I go, well, thank you so much. And thanks for taking a moment to meet with me. I'm going to cherish this for the rest of my life. And God bless you, Mrs. Ander Miss Anderson. And I really, really was like, please call me Robin. And I'm like, thank you, Robin. I'm like, can I just hug you one more time, please? And I just hugged her quick. I'm like, I'll leave. Have a great night. And, you know, that was it. And all the times that, you know, you talk about things with Curtis, you know, like... Go back to what the root thing is, is making sure that you extend a nice hand, making sure that you give people the benefit of the doubt, being a nice, it's not just necessarily just being nice, but it's a standard of quality as a person that if you're not a courteous person in your life, what are you going to do? What is it that you can do with yourself? I personally, I pride myself on being a gentleman. I pride myself, like my day job. I am in charge of six people. You know, five of them are women that, you know, various ages. And, you know, it's not a sexist thing. But also, you know, the six people that I'm in charge of, I want to make sure that I am, you know, I am their boss. But if they need something, or if they need some help, then I'm going to be able to extend some things too. And then extending a courtesy isn't meaning that you're going to be a doormat. But it's, hey, here are the rules. Here's the things that I abide by. But if they need something, then, you know, we are going to say, okay, words are the rules. But if they're also needing to talk, then I extend the courtesy to give them some time to chat. So they know that they're being heard. It's making sure that that's what life is. You know, making sure that you feel, that they feel that they're being taken care of. Not just necessarily being the nicest guy in the world, in my point of view. But, you know, like making sure that I hear them as people. And that's really what the root of it is. Making sure that that person that you're interacting with is that you, they feel that they are a person. There's a big, big thing because you can watch things. Like you can watch certain types of X-rated movies and suddenly feel like women are pieces of meat. And I personally never understood that. You know, I am... Um, a recovering addict myself. Um, well, I that sounds so weird to even say, but I had a problem with porn. And I realized what was happening was I was not seeing the other people as people. I was seeing the act. And I didn't want to do that. And I'm seeing, you know, people like who are somebody's daughter, somebody's mom, somebody's sister, 
as not human, subhuman. And that's not courteous. That's not courtesy. But if I extend the courtesy to you, I would always extend the courtesy to someone that they have the benefit of the doubt. You know, to, and even bringing it back to today, right? We have this cancel culture where people want to cancel themselves, cancel whatever the hell else they want to cancel. But there is a benefit of the doubt as to why people feel that way. And we immediately want to raise our fist up. No, that's so bad. That's awful. Why do they want to cancel this? Or like dating this podcast a little bit. Why do they want to cancel Dr. Seuss? They're stupid. But then you like you say, wait, there's a benefit of the doubt here. And you look at it and you find the real deal. Of what actually is going Oh, the state wants to cancel Dr. Seuss. Because they want to can't they don't want to distribute these six books anymore. Okay, all right, that's the reason. Okay, and even online, you know, where you have people who are like this is dumb, like you know what? That's the benefit of the doubt. You know, if they're like, okay, they just venting, they do that. That's not real life. You know, that's it. And you know, that is my take on courtesy. Next week we have the indomitable spirit. And that one, oh, there's a lot to talk about with this. Um, and, you know, if you have made this way through here, if you're uh, watching the video that I produced with this, go ahead and put some comments down below what you think on the courtesy or any of these stories. And I'll mention it the next time, you know. So, um, yeah, that's about it. Be good, take care of yourself, and let's take care of each other. So this has been Real Talk with Sensei Nick on the seven tenets of Chasendo. I'll go more into it next time, you know, each more and laying on what Chasendo is about. And, you know, keep in mind, we are part of the 4041 Media family. Hey, 4041media.com. If you go over there, check out what we got. There's many podcasters of the Falver, Massachusetts area such as Movie Theater, Time Machine, Free Your Geek, The Historic Pinstripe Show, I Watched What, plenty podcasters, so many great podcasts to go ahead and choose from. I want you to go ahead over there and go check those out, because those people, they rock solid, man. We love being a part of that family. So be good, take care of yourself, and let's take care of each other. <laughs>